some fun on a Monday. And, well, to say there is gigantic news would be the understatement of the century. We're going to get to this FBI raid that should be on the top of everyone's list in just a moment. We have Medal of Honor Monday, of course, tonight, one hour from now. We have to talk about our band, Deleterious Consequences. I'm very excited about the band and the band launch. Oh, Michael, you don't know about the band yet. We'll get to that. We have yet another pro-lifer, another person on the right who's been assaulted in this country. Trump, the New York Times, trying to gin up a rivalry between Trump and DeSantis. We'll talk about America being more corrupt than Europe. And they're whipping people in New York City schools. Corporal punishment. What do you feel about that? All that and so much more tonight coming up on the Jesse Kelly Show. Before we get to any of that, what'd you do last night? Just hold on, hold on. At some point in time in the evening, you got with your wife, husband, kissed them goodnight, put the kids to bed. Kiss them goodnight. Just picture whatever you did to go to bed last night. Maybe you live alone. Whatever you did. At some point in time, at some point, Lord willing, unless you pulled an all-nighter, at some point you crawled into your bed, doors were locked, laid your head down on the pillow, and you drifted off to sleep. But I want you to imagine this. I want you to picture this. Maybe you went up, did what I did last night. Put your sons to bed, walked in there, prayed with them, put them to sleep, then went back a couple other times to yell at them for staying up, screwing off when they should have been asleep, went down, went to bed, and then 7 a.m. this morning, there's a pound on the door. Chris, how'd that sound in the microphone when I did that pounded on the table? Boom, I do my own special effects, baby. <laughs> Quit. 7 a.m. this morning, there's a pound at the door. Your wife wakes up, rolls over. Honey, honey, what's going on? You, of course, as man of the house, you get up, you get out of that bed. You go to the door. By this point in time, it's very clear there's not a man at your front door. It's clear there are 20 to 30 men surrounding your home now your kids are coming down from upstairs daddy what's going on daddy i'm scared daddy are these men here to kill us daddy what's going on you approach the front door they're shouting fbi and you say hey uh i'm gonna let you in i'm not not resisting not doing anything just just remember i got kids in the house there's seven kids in the house i'll, I'll do whatever you want you open up the door they come in and they have their weapons all pointed at your chest. Your wife is screaming and crying and just scared out of her mind. Your children, think what seven children are mentally going through as 30 FBI agents point rifles at their father's chest. As a child, you don't know if this is the last moment you'll ever lay eyes on your father again. Think what that's like now. I want you to accept something because until we grow up and accept where we are as a country, 
can never properly take on this evil. There are things you must accept, things I must accept. Those 30 thugs with guns, they were with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and they were not there to arrest a man who robbed a bank, was some kind of child predator, murderer, drug lord of any kind. Those 30 federal agents kicked in that person's door because he stands out in front of abortion clinics and tells young ladies they have options other than abortion. That's what he does. He's a sidewalk counselor for women walking up. In case you don't know what these people do, they don't yell and scream. They don't cuss anyone out. They tell scared young women who don't think they have options that they do have options. Free ultrasounds, things like that, adoption. They explain the options of life. This is a human being. Mark Halk is his name. He's saved more lives in his life than I will ever think about saving in my life. He is a life saver. But because the official stance of the entire United States government, not just the Biden regime, of every single part of the administrative state, the official stance of the United States government is you should be able to murder babies at will. So what do you do with some uppity sidewalk activist? You get with the local U.S. attorney, which they did. You cook up some crime. You know what he did? You know what the crime was? The actual justification they used? This guy, at some point in time, Mark brought his 12-year-old son to one of these things where he could counsel and talk to young women. Of course, because the pro-abortion activists are demons, they start screaming at his son, gets right up in his son's face, calls him the F-word. It's a derogatory term for gay people if you want to figure out what that F-word is. Mark pushes the man. The man falls down. How serious was the crime? No local charges brought, attempted civil suit tossed out, all had been forgotten. So why do this? Well, we have new breaking news. Mark found out that the FBI was looking at him for this and he was confused and horrified. And Mark reached out through his attorney to the FBI and said, hey, if if I'm going to be arrested uh, no problem, I'll come turn myself in. It's not It's not a problem. I'm a peaceful person. The FBI said, nope, no need for that. We'll get back to you and sent 30 armed agents to his door. Now, I want you to understand something, something I have tried over and over and over and over again to get through, and I'm never going to stop trying this. Right now, what I just described was not about Mark Houck. The Trump raid was not about Donald Trump. If you only think about it like individual instances and individual people, you will not at all be able to grasp what is happening in your country. There is not some pendulum swing where it's swinging the other way. The administrative state of the United States of America is hardening and weaponizing against you. They have determined you are an enemy of the state. Anybody, Mark Halk or you, who makes too much noise will be silenced. Now, you can sit there and say, Jesse, he's not going to get convicted. He doesn't have to get convicted. It's not about Mark Halk. It's about you.
It's about you waking up, reading the story about a Catholic pro-life activist, finding out the FBI sent 30 armed men to his door, and now what do you do? What would you do if the offer came across your desk today? What would the author do? Or what would you do if the offer came to go do some pro-life activism in front of an abortion clinic? I'll tell you what you'd do. Maybe you'd do it, maybe you wouldn't, but you would have in the back of your mind this FBI raid. This is about creating fear. This is about intimidating you. This is about the federal government not only coming after you for everything you hold dear. This is about the destruction of the country. What's happening at the Federal Bureau of Investigation? What is happening within the walls of the FBI? It will end the United States of America. It will end it. We have three paths we can take. And only three are available to us. The complete dismantling of this of this agency, scatter it to the winds. Or there can be a mass revolt. Not 10 guys, not 20 guys. There can be a mass revolt from within the walls of the FBI. Or the United States of America will end. It will cease to be a country. Less than a century is all it will take. You want to know why I say that? Let's game this out. Let's be forward thinking and game this out. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. It's a Medal of Honor Monday. I swear things are going to get lightened up here. And we're going to argue about something. Well, I don't know if we'll argue. I'll tell you what, I don't know if we'll argue. I might even, way, way later, don't do this. I might even take calls on this. One of the most controversial things you can bring up is the spanking of children. For a lot of reasons. We'll get to that. We'll, I'll get to that about 10 minutes from now. Apparently, they're spanking kids in New York's public schools, <laughs> New York City's public schools. Um, it's one of those things the people who are passionate about it are so passionate that you should never discuss it on the radio. It's the worst thing in the world to do to bring up spanking on the radio. And no, I don't. <laughs> Grow up, Chris. It's the worst thing in the world to bring that up on the radio. So, of course, we're going to bring it up here. What, Chris? Didn't my mom get a paddle? Well, yeah, my parents beat me with many things. Uh, at one point in time, I was spanked with, we had a piece of wood that kept the windows from sliding open. You know, like a sliding glass door, how you put a piece of wood in the rails? I was spanked with that. Um, definitely got the belt. They use their hands a lot, but at one point in time, I know you're going to find this shocking. I was, a, I guess, a little bit of a rotten kid. All right. I guess, I guess I... Stop, Chris. I was not that bad. The elder at the church, one of the elders of the church, handmade an oak paddle and gave it to my mother. This is a true story. And gave it to my mother saying it was to save me from the devil. I'm not... Vacant. That's a true story. I think I have a picture up. I think I have a picture somewhere of the oak paddle. My mom still has it. She'll text me a picture of it some kind. So yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about spanking of kids here in 10 minutes. All right. Before we get to that, focus, focus, focus. Before we get to that, one thing real quick, because I have to go into this FBI and gaming this out and why it'll end the country. Think about this for a moment. I want you to really, really think about this. In the minds of what percentage of Americans... When you hear FBI in the minds of what possession, what percentage already roll their eyes or shake their head? 
Now, when I was a child, for most of my life, that number was 10%. There's always been anti-FBI people, of course, who turned out to be pretty pathetic, but that was 10%. Now, what's that number? 50? At least? 60? You know there are a bunch of Democrats, normal Democrats, who can't, they won't vocalize it because all the communists who've taken over their party are so nasty. But you know they're forward-thinking enough, too, to think, uh, this ends really badly for all of us, guys. This is scary. So, okay, let's let's say it's 50%. Let's just, that's conservative. Let's say it's 50%. 50% of the country right now is watching what happens at the FBI, and they're horrified. Okay, well, let me bring up a scenario we've already brought before. This is a benign one. Let me bring this up. Tonight, you go home, sitting down with the family. Go to the front door. Hey, it's a uh, special agent Jerkwater here. We got word. We, we got word that there's been a kidnapping of a child in your area, and we know you didn't have anything to do with it. We're not here for you, but we've we've seen this guy. We've seen pictures of this guy. We think he might be involved. They hold up a picture to you. Have you ever seen this guy? Let me ask you. Do you trust them? I know that's a crazy thing to think about, but have you thought about this? I'm telling you right now, if they held it, if they held that picture up to me, I would think to myself, what is this guy, some pro-life activist you're trying to frame? It would cross my mind. Right? I'm not saying I would lie. I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't talk to him without a lawyer, but it would cross my mind. Oh, is this some guy you're trying to frame for something? Is this, is this another Republican or person on the right who you're trying to bust for? It would go through my mind. And that is about to get worse. Because they can't stop themselves, that's about to get worse. But wait, there's more. What if you go to the mail tonight? Open up the mail. What is this? Got this official-looking letter. You open it up, and it's, oh, jury. I got jury duty. Dang it, jury duty. And you show up. You get put on the jury. And you find out it's a case the FBI was involved in. Whatever the case is, I don't know, I don't care. Whatever the case is, whatever you're looking at, murder, kidnapping, drugs, who knows what it is. Child, look, look, pedophilia, something something really gross. Are you believing the evidence the FBI obtained? Are you believing what they put forward? Is it going to be possible to get a conviction in half the FBI cases going forward? These are, these are the minor things to think about. I mean, remember, maybe that question itself made you uncomfortable. Remember, this is the FBI. They sent agents to kick in the door of a journalist because the journalist was allegedly in possession of Joe Biden, his daughter's diary that had some really ugly allegations about Joe in it. Joe Biden turned to the FBI and he sent them after this person. Do you see where this is going? This tears the nation apart. Because either the FBI is held in check by state governors and state AGs and sheriffs. Remember, that's what needs to be happening right now. It's not happening. The FBI is only getting worse. Either way is a bad outcome. Either you have a fully unrestrained Cheka, which we currently have, or... You have states, obviously it would have to be red states, you have states who decide to become a bulwark for their citizens, and that ends ugly too. What do you do when you turn on the news two years from now? And the state of Texas, the Texas Rangers, 
are standing there in a face-off with the FBI. You see where this goes? Are you starting to understand and appreciate the magnitude of what is happening right now? You think it's ah it's some some pro-life Catholic guy in front of an abortion center. That sucks. I'm not going to dwell on it. Okay. Don't dwell on it. But you better understand this ends America if it's not fixed. It ends America. What what are we doing to stand up to it? Because it has to be legal, right? Well, we have the low TGOP. That's great news. That's very exciting. All right. Spanking. Ooh. Let's talk about it. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Don't worry. We got Medal of Honor Monday coming up about 30 minutes from now. You can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We still have to talk about the Trump-DeSantis feud. The New York Times is poking. Of course, that's, that's predictable. We'll talk about that. Talk about how America, we're more corrupt than the European countries we like to make fun of. Yes, I know you're going to be you're going to be weirded out by this, but I'm going to bring up Italians in a positive light of some kind. There's still so much more to talk about tonight on the Jesse Kelly show. I did want to play this little clip though before I get to the spanking in New York City schools and what do you think about that? My buddy Dan Bongino had an FBI whistleblower sit down with him. Just one one final thing. I want you to listen to this man and learn. The FBI has bought in 100% to the hype of January 6th. They have said it's the biggest investigation they've ever done, bigger than 9-11. To me, yeah. that's incredible. Said that. And I had friends that were gonna go down there, current agents, active duty, you know, guys that were carrying the badge and the gun, they were gonna go down to the rallies and for just logistical reasons, didn't make it. They were able to retire safely, probably just because of that mishap, because otherwise they would have been under investigation as far as I can tell. And I know that there are friends in my group- Even though they were exercising got, their first amendment right. I know two guys that have been suspended without pay, wow. their security clearance revoked for showing up to listen to the president of the United no States No criminal speak. activity whatsoever. None. And the allegation is absurd that they were in, in, engaging in some sort of like um, obstruction of the uh, federal proceeding. I know we care about inflation. I do too. I know, I know you're getting crushed. I know you care about the border. I do too. I know we care about pro-life and taxes and spending and the debt. And it, but all these things are incredibly important. I'm not acting like they're not. And I know that's also not a sentence speaking and not acting like they're not. But I also know this. There's nothing more dangerous happening in the United States of America right now than what is happening at the administrative state level. It's not just that they own it all. They own it all and they are using it more aggressively than they ever have in the history of this country. Do keep something in mind. Stalin, Mao, those types. Oh, they personally killed plenty of people on their way to power. Once they took power, that's when the mass killings started. You know, Stalin never pulled the trigger again. Mao never pulled the trigger again. Stalin and Mao, once they took power, didn't kill a soul. Their state police agencies killed millions and millions of them. All right, all right, all right, all right, enough of that, enough of that. Lock and load. 
This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand, right here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Aaron McIntyre. He is Totters, and you are you. And before this next item, and this is even before we get to the montage, folks. All right, so next hour we'll do Ask Me Anything. Good friend of the show, Julie Kelly from American Greatness, will join us at the bottom of the hour. I don't even know what to ask her because she's covering like 28 things yeah. right now. Okay, they're all really bad. And they're all really bad. Like, I don't even know how to like prioritize them, you know? Um, assuming the traditional 30% of your mortgage uh, household income ratio applies. Okay. Are you guys ready for this? Probably not. I mean, this is, and I look and I saw a pale horse. I mean, this is not even joking, dude, like biblical stuff. In 2020, to afford a, an average median home in Austin, Texas, so that's somewhere in the district of our buddy Congressman Chip Roy. Uh, at a 30% of your household income ratio, you needed to make $76,166 a year. Do you know what it is right now? That was in 2020. You know what it is it's now? two years ago. So two years ago. $160,126. Boston, Massachusetts, you needed to make $99,434. Now it's $170,841. Charlotte, North Carolina, where I just was a few months ago, $45,995, $95,438. This is what you were running into in this housing market. Right. Okay. Columbus, Ohio, 46593 two years ago. It's 81974 now. Dallas, Texas, where the blaze is located. That's our HQ. 56837 Dallas and the surrounding area just a few years ago had one of the most affordable housing markets of any major metropolitan area in the country, right? Now it's 110,406 bucks is what you got to earn. Houston, Texas went from 48,994 to 87,909. Indianapolis went from $36,272 to $67,815. Vegas went from $51,000 to $106,000. LA went from $123 to $222. Miami went from $57 to $117. Oklahoma City went from $31 to $55. Philadelphia from $55 to $93. Pittsburgh from $34 to $57. Seattle from $102 to $192. Washington, D.C. from $84 to $139. That is if you calculate the current increase in interest rates and the value of your debased currency right now. That's what you get. I had someone tell me over the weekend... They went to, uh, they're, they're doing some moving. They're in, they, they're in between their new job starts up. They needed a short-term thing. They got desperate. They went to one of those payday loan things. I didn't even know those things were even still open. They literally told him you had to have a credit score of over 700. And he's like, dude, if I had a yeah. credit score of over 700, I wouldn't, wouldn't be going to a payday loan place. And he's like, and the person told him, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I've been written alone in like over three weeks. I mean, this, so when we have shared with you statistics 
an 89% increase in the average mortgage payment today compared to the day Joe Biden took over. Over a 180% increase in the total amount of interest you will pay on your mortgage loan now compared to the day Joe Biden took over. Put that into dollars and cents that get very, very practical. How can I even get the home that I want? And oh, by the way, net household income is down 2% so far this year, and Americans lost over $6 trillion in total household net worth in the second quarter. So are wages keeping up with this? No, not at all. I've never seen anything like this. Like, I, I have no idea what these numbers look like, like in the 30s. You know, we would have only been like a, a, a second or, t or so generation into a middle class, right? You didn't have as much built up, pent up wealth in the country as you do, you know, 100 years later. I, I, I don't know if we could sustain another year of this. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. But the people in charge are hell-bent, literally, on finding out. And now here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Evil Rising. The Biden Justice Department had the FBI send a 20 to 30 member SWAT team to raid the home and threaten a pro-life Catholic from Pennsylvania in front of his wife, and seven children. The man named Mark Hook routinely visits baby killing clinics in and around Philadelphia with one or more of his children praying for women and in some cases convincing them not to have their unborn baby murdered. In one case, however, an older man escorting a woman to the clinic assaulted his son, so Hook responded by shoving the old man away. The older man then tried unsuccessfully to sue. That was a year ago, and that was the end of that, until the FBI served a warrant for the arrest of Hook on some obscure charge of restricting access to baby-killing facilities. Hook faces up to 11 years in prison. He was released from FBI custody on Friday, but not before the FBI had traumatized his young children. The court docket for Hook shows his case actually went to a grand jury before being referred to the FBI for his arrest. The U.S. attorney responsible for the case, Jacqueline Romero, is a Biden appointee whom the Justice Department bragged was, quote, the first woman of color and first person to identify as LGBTQIA plus to lead the office, end quote. Every GOP senator voted to confirm her back in June. Another line crossed by the organized crime syndicate called the FBI. In some good news, Italy has a new prime minister, and she might be more conservative than the current pope. This is Georgia Maloney, whose center-right party won a pretty decisive election over the weekend. In Italian, she says, quote, They attack national identity. They attack religious identity. They attack gender identity. They attack family identity. I can't define myself as Italian, Christian, woman, mother. No, I must be citizen X, gender X, parent one, parent two. I must be a number, because when I'm only a number, when I no longer have an identity or roots, then I will be the perfect slave at the mercy of financial speculators, the perfect consumer. That's why we inspire so much fear, because we do not want to be numbers. We will defend the value of the human being, every human being, because each of us has a unique genetic code that is unrepeatable. And like it or not, that is sacred. We will defend it. We will defend God. 
God, country, and family. Those things that disgust people so much, we will do it to defend our freedom. End quote. In completely unrelated news, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy laid out his midterm messaging strategy late last week. And we believe in a check and balance that government should be accountable. No longer special interest. We should work for you, not the other way around like it is today. That's it. That's the montage. And that's what happened while we were away. Um, the state of Western masculinity right there, right there. You remember when we used to be over at Salem before Aaron came to work with us? Yeah. And, uh, or did they do this when you were working here? Okay. That was on our tail end. Yeah. Okay. And they made it mandatory that I had to do as part of the announcer lineup. I had to do mandatory conference calls with Kevin McCarthy every week. Right. Do you remember how many of those I did, even though it was mandatory? Do you remember how many I did? None. Yeah, it was a really low number. Do you remember how many you did? No. You did one. I asked you to do one. Oh, I don't even I, remember I, it, I, I, Yeah, I asked you to do the first one on my behalf as a proxy to see if there was anything I could re- that would remotely make this worth my time, right? And you did it. Maybe it lasted 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, you came back, you, you, you came back and you were like... Yeah, we're not doing this. So even though it was mandatory, guess how many I showed up for? Zero. Because that's the losing is a disease guy from the natural. That's what that is, right? As contagious as syphilis and polio, okay? And what does Roy Hobbs do? Just gets up and walks out. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing any of those. None of them. Kevin McCarthy has a great NPR voice. Hush tones. What do you think they do in hell when we show them? Here is our noble steed. Here is our champion. What do you think they do? I'll tell you what they do. They look at us and say, here is our noble steed. Here is our champion. That's what they do. Joke's on us. Again. Well, there's been about five instances in the last six weeks that I was about to approach Todd and say, hey, get Julie Kelly of American Greatness back on to cover what she's covering or to discuss what she's covering on blank. And then something else came up and then something else came up and then something else came up. So at this point, as we welcome Julie back on the program with a long and uh, my bad overdue absence here on the show, Julie, I don't even know what to ask you about. I mean, I just, you are covering so many things right now and they are all so horrible. I don't know how to prioritize them. I don't. So you tell us where this conversation should begin. Well, let's begin with my Monday morning look and excusing that I did not do my hair today because I'm on deadline. There's breaking January 6th news and it's Monday morning. So I apologize for that. So we owe each other an apology. So we're actually, you came on this show on one of the few days I'm actually wearing a collared shirt. So normally I'd be sitting here in a ratty t-shirt, but go ahead. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's right. So I knew I could dress down for you guys. You wouldn't care. Uh, I don't know, Steve, where do we start? Um, I mean, this thing is just accelerating rapidly. Um, you have now, aside from the raid of Mar-a-Lago, it looks like DOJ is desperate to conceal the fact that uh, they claim these classified records that the FBI stole out of Mar-a-Lago. Uh, they want to keep that out of the sight of the court, a, a third party, the media, Trump's defense attorneys. So we've got that going on. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of news breaking this week. We have the government's biggest January 6th trial, and that is for five alleged members of the Oath Keepers. They face the exceedingly rare charge of seditious conspiracy. Jury selection begins in that case tomorrow. On Wednesday, um, the January 6th committee will hold another prime, not prime time, afternoon televised performance. So we'll see what they come up with. Um, but it looks like, of course, with all of these things moving at the same time, that this will all go towards the inevitable end of criminal charges, a grand jury indictment against Donald Trump. I think the only question now is if it happens before or after the November midterm. You and I agree uh, and have agreed since the raid that they're going to do this. I, I spoke to one of my best little birdies last week who tipped me off that the Letitia James lawsuit was coming and that it would include the children that uh, they're that this is essentially a game of um, it's a dragnet. They're trying to box him in with multiple lines of exposure. So they, we drag the kids in. Of course, everybody knows that that lawsuits a piece, a pile of junk, but they can find a favorable judge somewhere that will grant them some level of discovery. And and then we cast the rod and reel and see what we unearth. Right. OK. Um, I've been told that, uh, that that Trump has been notified by his attorneys in the FEC that if he declares for 24, the RNC and his PAC can no longer pick up his legal bills, that he believes his legal bills are going are to be well over tens of millions of dollars to defend all of these various charges, which will come close to approaching what he actually spent entirely out of his own pocket on the 2016 election, uh, that Trump now also believes that he will be indicted and my little birdie said to me last week that the minute they set foot on Mar-a-Lago, they had to do it. That if they didn't go all the way with it, they would have Kavanaugh themselves, right? They would have looked weak. It had been another situation where they, more Swetniks, more Blasey Fords, more um, Michael Avenatti's. And so the next time they try this lawfare act on a DeSantis or whoever else we like next, we will just point to that precedent and say, see, this is a scam like Kavanaugh, right? They, they can't run the Anita Hill Kavanaugh playbook again because that whole thing's been exposed. And so they have to see this through and that this is essentially a game of chicken uh, between these two entities, that the feds know they have to go through with it to the end. And, and, and then the, the key is, does Trump still declare with all of these all of these lines of exposure that could be attacked? Like he forms a separate legal fund. They immediately go after that and say, we don't trust that you're really not double dipping here, right? That that's the game that's being played here. You agree or disagree with that? I do agree, Steve. And look, the Democrats uh, and DOJ and FBI really boxed themselves into a corner, as I've said, for the past few months, and especially since the raid on Mar-a-Lago, which was just optics. It was theater to support this idea to try to convince the public this is a legit criminal investigation. Um, but all of this is to um, bring charges against Trump. 
If the Democrats don't, and we're now hearing rattlings from the January 6th committee that they're going to issue some unanimous criminal referral to DOJ, but they don't need to. This DOJ, led by Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco, a longtime Obama loyalist, and Matthew Graves, a Biden appointee, Biden campaign advisor, who's now the U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, they have created this expectation. It's ratcheted up so high, Steve, that if they don't bring charges, they will pay a political price Agree. Yeah. from base. You see how bloodthirsty mm-hmm. millions of Americans, I, I cannot figure out why they hate Donald Trump so much that they are so desperate to see him in handcuffs and see him in jail. I, I don't understand it. I guess they, they just really wanted to pay 189% more interest on their 30-year mortgage because that's what they're doing today compared to the day that Trump left office. They they were just really anxious to pay 85% more in a mortgage payment per month than they were the day that Trump left office, right? I mean, what you're describing, we have seen people before just completely, on both sides, frankly, completely compromise their principles to get an expedient political outcome that usually lines their pockets. In this case, this is, this is cosmic. This is spiritual. The, they have not, they, they've benefited from none of these policies. Nobody has. This is, we've never seen a systemic meltdown across the board like this in American history. On every single front, no one is benefiting from this. And yet they persist in, we have to see this thing through because we just want this way of life more. You can't, you can't try to argue with that, Julie. Well, look, Donald Trump is only part of this. As I wrote in my book, uh, January 6th, how Democrats are using the Capitol protests to launch a war on terror against the political right. This is not just about Donald Trump. It's not just about his children, his empire, Republican lawmakers who support him. This is to punish. It is to criminalize. It is to intimidate tens of millions Mm -hmm. of Republican voters into voting, into donating, into publicly supporting candidates. That's what this crusade is all about. They want to use all the tools of the government and the media to crush the opposition political party. And Steve, they're not even trying to hide it now. They are using this FBI, this Gestapo, their personal little police force to terrorize Americans um, and so that's what this end game is all about. Donald Trump will just be, you know, the big fish that they will catch. Mm. But they are going to keep going and going until everyone is basically too scared to be a Republican mm. voter in this country. I mean, if if you're going to work in a Trump administration, should he get elected president again? Frankly, you need to negotiate with him that you get an automatic pardon the day you leave the White House. Because that's... The, I think a lot of people don't understand, and this is why a lot of times our people go into those things and can get corrupted. They really, these jobs don't pay that well, okay? It's not nearly as well as people think, all right? And um, you, I mean, affording the kinds of attorneys that it takes to take on this level of lawfare, even a lot of people that have high-ranking positions in a White House cannot afford that out of their own pocket. And that's what, what I believe transpired here in 2016, Julie is I think the spirit of the age was perfect, perfectly content with continuing the incremental frog in the boiling water. And then in 2016, you had both the election of Trump and Brexit. Both of those happened the same year. And I think that that's when the spirit of the age said, oh bleep, our window might be narrowing here. More people might be waking up to this. We, we don't have time for more frogs in the boiling water. And I think it, just, it went ape 
poop. I think it realized it had to go all the way now that this might be its last chance to turn the American right into what the right is in almost every Western European country, uh, controlled opposition. All right, we're just we're just we're just arguing how much rainbow jihad we want, how much Islamic jihad we want. We're not actually having a serious clash of cultures here, and and that's what they're looking to do. They don't care about crushing the Kevin McCarthy's of the world. Okay, that's what this is. Those people are all controlled opposition. This is about making sure that there is not real substantive opposition to their worldview within the system. Uh, that's absolutely right. And that's why you see this happening on so many levels. We read about the FBI raid, uh, two dozen or so armed agents who raided the home of Mark Houck, who is a uh, pro-life activist. He has seven children. Uh, these the charges, this alleged assault was over a year ago. It was against a man who was berating and swearing at his 12-year-old son who did it on a number of occasions. So you have the FBI going after pro-life activists. You have them going after parents who protested at school boards. You have them going after, now closing in, Steve, almost a thousand people facing criminal charges related to a four-hour disturbance on January 6th. That's not even the lawmakers and the Trump people that they're also targeting. These are regular Americans subjected to the same type of FBI raids, humiliating, destroying their lives, destroying their businesses, their marriages. I mean, these people are complete pariahs in their community. Um, and so that is really what this is about. To your point, it's not just about voting for Trump. It is the entire uh, MAGA movement and what we, you know, what we believe in our agenda and it extends beyond Trump. To your point, Stephen, this is very important. It's not just uh, indicting Trump to try to stop him from running for president. It's also doing what they did for four years, I think, pretty successfully. And that is um, dissuading people from wanting to serve in the Trump White House mm -hmm. for fear of legal retaliation, which we see and we're, we're still seeing to this day. I've talked to some people I know. And I can't really get a clear answer. So I want to see what you think and who you've talked to. I've got about two minutes here for a question we could do two hours on. Mm -hmm. They indict him. What happens next? Like, do they find a federal judge who says you're ineligible for the ballot? I, I mean, what, what happens next? Have you talked to people that have, that know this stuff? Because we're game theorying out unprecedented, you know, moments here in our history, how this ultimately goes. Um, I really don't know how it will go politically with his base. Um, I think that they are trying to fuel or provoke some type of violent response uh, like they did on January 6th. Mm -hmm. But look, Steve, the fact is if Donald Trump is indicted by a D.C. grand jury, it will be signed off by a D.C. judge. It will be assigned to a D.C. district court judge who acts as nothing more than a rubber stamp for this government, this Justice Department, and eventually he will stand trial before a jury made of residents of a city that gave him 5% of the vote uh, in 2020, I think 4% in 2016. And look, we have plenty of evidence that uh, January 6th defendants, whether it will be President Trump or down to someone charged with parading, cannot get a fair trial in Washington, D.C., but this is what Donald Trump will confront. Um, so if he's charged and indicted, I've no doubt he will be convicted. And then what happens? You know, this just keeps going into then what happens, then what happens. 
But the idea, Steve, and you see this with Ron DeSantis, the idea that all this lawfare stops if somehow Donald Trump goes to jail and doesn't run for president is a joke. Mm -hmm. They're already sharpening no, we their agree. knives. We agree. We, we are, if we're being all candid and you and I can be candid with one another, we are a fairly pro-DeSantis show here. Okay. I'd much rather see DeSantis be the 24 nominee than Trump. But we all agreed on Friday of all the ways for Trump to not be the nominee in 24, this is the absolute worst. And the precedent that is set here is far worse than anything I could perceive we would gain from what I think is an upgrade from Trump to DeSantis. This, the precedent that they can do this cannot be allowed to stand, regardless of that's far bigger going forward than who the nominee in 24 is, frankly. I agree. It really is. I mean, this is the deep state. This is worse. This is Marxism. It is using government tools, whether it's surveillance, lawfare, um, these secret courts, these secret grand juries to bring these sort of charges. They will continue to do it. And the Republicans, even if they take the House, will not do what needs to be done to sh stop this, which is first and foremost, shut down the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C., shut down the uh, FBI Washington field office, which we know is compromised, shut down both of those entities because those are the poison pills that are creating uh, all of this lawfare, this uh, legal and judicial destruction against the political right. I'll let you get back to your deadline. You're doing phenomenal work. Thank you, Julia. Must follow, must read for everybody in our audience. Keep it up. It won't be this long before we have you back. Okay. Thank you. That's all right. Thanks, guys. You bet. See you later. Great point there at the end. Great, great place to end it. We're going to stick around, answer the question in the overtime about the blood supply from our buddy, Dr. Ryan Cole. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.